Well, 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 good morning, good people. How are you out there? This is Dwayne, 9, 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Today is a beautiful day. It is springtime in the air, but it is kind of cold outside over here. Anyway, I hope this finds you well. I hope that you rose today with a spirit of gratitude and love and thankfulness, as I have. I know we all go through things, but today is a new day. Today is another day to try to make things right. And I know for myself, I have a lot of work to do to try to make some things right. Believe you me, good people, a lot of the words that are coming out of this podcast are very much for me as well. They're not just for you, the listener, but they're very much for me as well. So I want to thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, Maybe you're on your car ride and you are stuck in traffic and you wanted to get some content. So thank you so very much for listening and subscribing to this podcast. It is my desire to try to bring you great content to lift you through your day, to challenge your brain a little bit, give you some information about things that are happening in the world, affecting all of us. I also want to take a chance to thank my sponsors. Thank you so very much for believing in this content and, uh, the things that I'm trying to bring to this great world of ours. So good people. I've had a chance to reconnect with some old friends and that's pretty awesome. And uh, life is just a gift. It is. And again, I know we all go through things. We all have different types of struggles and many people try to present that they are just living the perfect life. But we all are going through some things. I just want to take a little time today to talk about a subject that may be affecting a lot of young people in the world. This is something that you adults could definitely pass on to uh, some young people. Or if this is content that maybe some teachers don't have or uh, educators, uh, uh, maybe some coaches, just people out there in general. There's something about our youth. You know, they're going through many, many different things, many difficult things that a lot of us do not know how to help them. We don't know how to tackle some of the struggles that they have. A lot of our children are being diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, um, and given medication. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, A lot of these kids are mentally uh, going through things that kids just should not have to go through. They're having to tackle things and take on responsibilities that, you know, quite frankly, children should not have to, but they are uh, because they're resilient, they're strong, they're beautiful, and they're doing things that some adults do. You know, you have some kids who are actually taking care of their younger brothers and sisters because they don't have a father in the home and the mother has to work two or three jobs and They do the hair and they brush the teeth and they make sure everybody gets up for school and they're doing breakfast. And, you know, it's a lot of, lot of stress on these young people. And then they're trying to keep up with school as well. This is nothing new. It's been going on for decades. I'm more than sure of it. It's been going on for decades. But specifically what I would like to just talk to you a few moments about is fatherlessness. You know, there's something about the male and believe you me, I'm not judging anyone. I cannot judge you. Um, I am a male, uh, a male man in this world. I am, I'm grateful for that. 
But there are a lot of tools that the male man does not get, that the male boy does not get, that the male young man does not get. For some reason, I'm not going to say that they're forgotten. Um, I'm just going to say that they're not giving the proper tools in order to be able to really navigate themselves through this world. There are a lot of young men who are taught that if you cry, that that means you are weak or that you should man up when you're just a kid. Uh, you know, you, you can't show weakness. You, you have to be a man when you're a boy. How can you understand what being a man is when you don't even understand what being a boy is? Putting these responsibilities on these young boys, these, these young children, and expecting them to know things like they've been taught them. There are a lot of statistics that are pretty shocking in this world. Um, And it's something I think that is just not affecting one specific community. It's a global issue. It's a global issue that I don't believe a lot of people really, really, really pay attention to. So I'll just give you a couple of interesting statistics. One out of three children in America live in homes without their biological fathers. That's one out of three children. Did you know that in this country, and I'm going to just go through a few things here, okay? Bear with me. The number of Caucasian children born out of wedlock in this country has grown 300% since 1975. 300% since 1975. In the Latino community, it is 53%. Now, these are numbers of children being born out of wedlock. 72% of African-American, excuse me, there are 72% of African-Americans are born. In this country, out of wedlock. Those are huge, huge numbers. Fatherlessness is an epidemic, people. And a lot of people don't think that it is, but it's an, it's an epidemic. Um, now, what's amazing is there are many people who grow up in homes with fathers The fathers are physically there, but they're not emotionally available to their children. And not quite sure why that is. We as men have a great responsibility. Yes, it's 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 a great responsibility. And, you know, because I'm a dad, I can speak to this. Um, What do you do? You know, when you're not really given the tools as a dad. Now, you can have, again, you can have a father present in the home, but if he's not there teaching, guiding, you know, doing homework with the kids, really giving them responsibility in the home, uh, being able to really teach what basic discipline is, um, having a basic regimen every day of what you do, of how you should conduct yourself in the home, how you should respect your mother, how, you know, you should respect yourself. Um, it's, It's a lot. And it's a lot that a lot of fathers miss because their dads were not around. 
to even just simply say, I love you. Uh, you know, it's a big thing. It's, it's, it's huge. And men, we have a huge responsibility. Now, I don't want to get all over the place, but I'm trying to stay specific. There's so many things on my brain. But basically, you know, the generation before me, fathers were, I'm the head of this house. What I say go, and that's it. You know, and, and that's the way it was. You know, uh, you respect dad because, you know, he went to work, came home, and that was it. You know what I mean? And, and if you challenged that, you were in trouble. Um, but the responsibility has gotten like, I mean, the responsibility has been deep for, for dads. It's loaded when you say, hey, um, I want to choose to, knowing what the, what the outcome will be, I'm going to go and court this young woman or young girl, and then we're going to, you know, have intercourse unprotected, knowing that the possibility of pregnancy could occur. And when it happens, act like you had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's just, it, it baffles me. It baffles me. Um, and then once the baby's born, it's a lot of responsibility that a lot of young boys and young men just do not know how to tackle because they have not been taught what to do. You know, you see this this beautiful girl, this this beautiful woman, and 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 you think you know, but you have no idea what happens after that after that encounter, after you conceive, after she carries the baby for people say nine months, but I believe it is ten months that that that, that the baby is is in the womb, and and then the mother goes through labor and the preg, uh, you know, and and the birth and. And of course, the mother is the first one that the child is clinging to, you know, for for nourishment. Um, a lot of mothers choose to breastfeed, which is an amazing, amazing thing. And some dads just don't know what to do. You're trying to figure it out. What what do I stay over here? Do I figure it out? Do I what do I do? What do I do? You know, uh, the baby's on the side of the bed, you know. Um, and mom's not sleeping because mom has to, you know, feed every couple of hours. And, you know, you want to be there to change the diaper. How do I change this diaper? What do I do? You know, um, little things like that. And then you find out there's so much more about being a dad and a father that just is not taught to young boys and young men. It is so very loaded. It is so loaded and so heavy. And it's a big responsibility that a lot of us are just not equipped for. We're just not equipped for it. There's no other way to say it. Most women are equipped for basic things in this world. And we're not equipping our young men and our young boys enough. And this is why we're at an epidemic. There's so many homes without fathers. Um, in this country and and around the world. Um, you know, they say that 90%, 90% of teens who are in gangs are from fatherless homes. They said that in Chicago for the past three years, there's been 6,162 shootings in Chicago. That's an average of six shootings a day. 
They say that 71% of high school dropouts come from homes where the father is not present. It's, it, it's so loaded, people. It's so loaded. Sometimes I believe that there is a bit of an attack on the male man. And it's because people are not equipping young boys. Um, And they're getting love in all the wrong places. You know, they run to these gangs because the gangs tell them that they're family and they're love. And and they're they're looking for that male figure and and they get it from the gang life. Um, And teen pregnancy, you know... A lot of these girls are are looking for attention and affection because, you know, they they didn't have the dad at home to really teach them about how important, (coughs) excuse me, their bodies are and and what, you know, how, how do they protect themselves from, from getting, you know, pregnant at 15, 16 years old. They don't have a dad there to tell them about young boys and the hormones that happen with them and and what to do to be strong in order to not get yourself in this type of situation. Again, there's a lot of my brain and I don't want to be all over the place. I want to be kind of focused with this because it's so painful to know and hear that a lot of kids are just going through a lot of stuff because dads are not present because fathers are choosing to leave for whatever reason the relationship just didn't work out so now I'm not going to be involved in my kid's life at all which is just wrong you know the kid was coming even though you may not be with the mom anymore doesn't mean that you leave the children behind because the children are suffering the children need the mom and the dad they do they do Especially if you are the biological father. If you are the biological father, it is your duty to take care of your children. They did not ask to be here. So now you're going to make their life hard because you choose not to just step up and do what you're supposed to do. I'm not trying to preach at you, bro. I just, it's just disappointing, man. It's disappointing. Because we all get clumped in. We all get clumped in. You have so many good fathers out here trying to do the right thing. They never get credit. They never get, you know, on talk shows and and asking them, you know, for their advice about what they actually do as dad so they could pass it on to the next generation. You don't get that. You know? But the prisons are filled with fathers who never see their children. And some fathers don't want their children to see them behind bars. And I totally get it. Totally get it. It's so loaded, good people. Our children are crying out for help. And we're failing them. We're failing them. And we've been doing it for decades. Now, did I grow up in a house with a mother and a father? Yes, I did. Would I go all into detail about what that was? Not at this present time, I won't. But I 
one day we'll in detail talk about some of that. I'm actually starting to write my book now because it's important to get the information out for people to know that they're not alone in situations. But one day on the podcast, I will talk about that in my experience. But yes, I did have a father present in the home. And he was going through some things in his life, some things that I'll never know about because it's not like we ever really had conversations about anything that, you know, he may have been experiencing as an adult male. Um, now that I'm an adult male, I, I do kind of see and, and understand, you know, some of the struggles that a, a father can go through. Um, but as a child, you don't understand that your dad is struggling. You don't. You don't, you, you don't know how to put two and two together because you just see your dad as like this this strong, invincible Superman type of dude. You know what I mean? And um, sometimes when you see him weak or you see him out of his element or you see him lose his job or, you know, it's you don't really understand it. You know, and there's a lot of pain that's transferred when you don't really talk to your children about some of the stuff that you go through as a dad, as a father. You know, because, you know, there's no perfect being out here and there's no perfect father out here. There isn't. Um, But again, I did grow up in a household, you know, with a father present. And I'm grateful for that. I am. And again, one day I will probably go into more detail about my experience. It's not necessarily that I have, you know, uh, bad things to say only. It's not that. Um, I'm grateful, you know, roof over the head, you know. I didn't have to, you know, struggle to for my identity or anything. You know, I, I knew who I was very early, and I'm grateful for that. Um, but again, I did see some things as, as a young boy that, you know, had me question some things. But I'm grateful. And there are a lot of young boys who are growing up in a, in a house with a father. And again, but the father is, is emotionally unavailable. <laughs> the father is not opening up and, and, and really showing his heart in some situations. And that could be kind of de- detrimental to the children because you just don't want to be like showing them that you're always strong and that you're not vulnerable and that you don't make mistakes. And you can't, you know, hug your wife in front of your kids and you can't kiss your wife in front of your kids or you know, encourage her in front of the kids or, uh, you know, tell her she's beautiful in front of the kids or let the kids know that, you know, you better respect your mother because she went through a lot of pain to have you. And if I ever hear you talk to your mother in a disrespectful way, you're going to have a problem with me, you know, disciplining and love. Sometimes we have to discipline our children. Yes, we do. I'm not saying put a physical hand to them, but sometimes we have to let them know that, you know, there's certain rules that they have to follow in order for them to succeed in the world. And it starts in the home. And a lot of children have issues out in the world because they have no discipline at home. Because it's it's just a lot of people. And it's, and, it's, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous. So I want to give you a couple of other little things here. <laughs> uh, more than 20 million children live in a home without the physical presence of a father. 20 million. Millions more have dads who are physically ple- present but emotionally absent. Again, I'll say there are millions more who have dads who are physically present but emotionally absent. If we were to classify this as a disease, fatherlessness, 
would be an epidemic worthy of attention as a national emergency. That's deep. The impact of fatherlessness can be seen in our homes, schools, hospitals, and prisons as reflected in many, many writings and research that a lot of people have done in this country. Fatherlessness is associated with almost every societal ill facing our country's children. Do you believe that? I'll say it again. Fatherlessness is associated with almost every societal ill facing our country's children. I mean, that's just sad. So, let's have some more here. Among children who were uh, part of the uh, post-war generation, 87.7 grew up with two biological parents who were married to each other. Today, 68.1% will spend their entire childhood in an intact family. Today, 68.1%, whereas back in the day, it was 87 And that is a U.S. Census Bureau statistic. Um, So in the 1960s, there was 8% of children who were living with their mother only. In 1970, it was 10.8% who were living with their mother only. In 1980, it was 18%. In 1990, 21.6%. In 2000, 22.4%. In 2010, 23.1%. In 2012, it was 24.1% of children who were living with their mother only. Now, here's a very, very interesting statistic. Now, in 1960, it was 19.9% who were living with their mother only who were black children. 6.1% were white children. That's in 1960. 1970, 29.5% were living with their mother only and 7.8% of white children. In 1980, 43.9% of black children were living with their mother only. 13.5% of white children were living with their mother only and 19.6% of Hispanic children. 1990, 51.2% of black children were living with their mother only. 16.2% were living with their mother with their mothers who were white children. And 27.1% of Hispanic children. In 2000, 51.1% of black children lived with their mother only. 25.1% of Hispanic, 17.3% of white children. And in 2010, dropped a little bit, 48.5% of African American children, 23.6% of Hispanic, and 18.3%. It rose in the white community children who were living with just their mothers. 
those are just a few statistics um, the effects of people who are growing up without a father in the home and I know I, I mean again <clears throat> I'm a male man and, and I have struggles I have things that I go through I'm not a perfect man at all you know especially you know when you're married and you have issues in, in your marriage and, and things are going on and and you can feel and see some of the impact that it has on the children you know um, and in a lot of this fatherhood manhood thing is about really being selfless the, the more you think about it, the more selfless you are in this thing I believe the, the, the better outcome you could possibly have in your family dynamic now I, I know men who did very very well in life I know people who are Fortune 500 dudes working on Wall Street, you know, and and raise their kids well. And, and for some reason, Johnny decided to sell weed, you know. Um, I've seen that. I don't know why that happens. Sometimes, you know, people just want to be rebels and they go out and they make these decisions. So it's not always that when, when there's perfect and when the father's home that nothing goes wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Um, I'm just saying that the statistics of a dad not being in the home is just it's 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 at an epidemic. 71% of teenage pregnancies happen because there's no father in the home. 71% of high school dropouts happen because there's no father in the home. So what are we going to do good people? We know better, so we should do better. We should. And we should have some type of national outcry for our children. You know, our children go to school and they have to face so many things and they have nobody to talk to. It, it's, it's just crazy. It's like we're not taking serious the legacy factor of what we're doing as as adults who choose to procreate and we have to take a greater responsibility we do because we owe it to them we owe it to them we owe it to them we do I have a 10 year old and a 7 year old and I have made a lot of mistakes (laughs) a lot of mistakes along the way trying to figure out how to be a dad, how to be a loving man, how to break through the stuff, the toughness, the, you know, pounding the chest, so to speak, because none of that really means anything. It really doesn't. If I can humble myself with my family, with my children, my children can see that I'm humbling myself and that I'm putting them first. Hopefully I'm doing something good by doing that. Hopefully I am. Again, I don't have all, all the answers to this. But I do know that the father is the foundation of the family. I do know that. Now, I was always told that the, the father is the head of the household. No, the father is not the head of the household. The father is the foundation of the household. Just like the foundation of the home you live in. If the foundation is not strong, the house is going to fall apart. It just is. 
just think of all the men who are involved in gangs and all these other things and all the brilliance that they have in organizing and getting people to run for them and be on the corner and count this money, you know, run this for me. Dude, like all that brain power, all that brain power they have to organize. And they do it kind of sort of for bad. Imagine if that was switched around and done for good. If it were done for their actual children and all the guys that they could train to actually go back into the community and actually take care of their kids with all of that business sense that they have, with all of that strategic stuff that they have going on in their brains. I mean, what could happen? I do believe that there is attack on a on the mailman and I believe it's a spiritual force and there are a lot of men who know that they've got to regain back their spirit they've got to regain and reconnect back into something that's greater than them so that they can then give back to the children and the community the way that they they should a lot of things would not be happening in this world if men actually stood up in their rightful place, in the home, started there, then went into the community and tried to help out in the community in order to switch things around. Now, with all you're getting, it doesn't matter what you get if you don't give back. You've got to give back. So you can go and make your millions and millions of dollars and make it out the hood, but if you don't come back to tell people how to manage their money so that they too can make it out, it really means nothing, dude. It really does. Now I'm just talking to men. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Our children are suffering out here. But you're worried about how many women you could sleep with. That means nothing, dude. That means nothing. Anybody could sit down and make a baby. But can you take care of that child once that child is here? Do you really understand the responsibility of what being a father is? And how important it is for you to be present. For you to show love and affection and have empathy for your children and try to sit with them and read with them so that they could have a better life, so that they can go out in the world and be blessings to other people and not be selfish little children, not be spoiled children, but be children who could possibly change the world one day because we can show them how to be vulnerable, how to be loving, how to be gentle, how to be empathetic. These are skills that we have. It's just sometimes we're so ding-dang stubborn that we won't just, like, break the wall down. We can't expect them to go out and change the world if we won't give them good examples. We have to be more responsible. We just do. And again, I'm not preaching. I'm not trying to lecture dads. I'm not. Or fathers. But it's time for men to take their rightful place. It's getting so old. It's so monotonous to turn on the news and hear of another shooting, to hear of this, to hear of the suicides. And like, come on. There has to be a national outcry for men to stand up and do the right thing. Leadership has to stand up and do the right thing. Like, what are we doing? What type of legacy are we leaving as men? It's laughable. It's laughable. When are we going to have some pride as men? Black, white, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, Mexican, German, whatever you are. Collectively, men, we have to do something to stand up to say, we have got to take charge of this thing in the right way. We try to teach our kids not to be bullies, yet we're bullies. How can we do that? How can you be so hypocritical? 
How can you teach your children love if you don't show them love? How can you tell them to respect their teacher when you don't respect their mother? What are we doing, men? What are we doing? And again, I don't have all the answers. I did have a couple of good men in my life who were mentors to me and still are. And I'm very, very grateful to them. I really am. Because there were a few men who really spoke greatness into my life and over me and told me that I could actually make it and be something in this world. And sometimes we're so busy trying to get for ourselves that we forget that we have to reach back in the communities, in our homes, and start building up these little souls so that they could be great, great citizens of the world. Leadership has failed us. It just has. There's no other way to say it. So worried about the money coming in. It's just like, you know, legacy means something. History books will speak for themselves. We will all pass away from this earth one day. But what type of legacy are we going to leave here for our children? We can't have them doing the same things. Hatred everywhere. I'm doing this because this person said that, so I'm going to go out and do it because they told me it's okay to hate. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's weak. Just because you can go out and get a gun does not make you a man. It doesn't. We got these kids out here killing each other on a daily basis for what? Because men won't stand up and be men. It's hurtful. It hurts my heart. It hurts my spirit that men won't stand up and call out other men to say, you are doing wrong. You are preaching the wrong information to our children and our nation. When are men going to step up and be men? Stop following other men and be a leader. Be a leader. What are you following this cat for when you know he's preaching things that are incorrect? For what? Because you want to be in some circle, some elitist circle? I don't get it. What does it profit you? What does it profit you? So your family has millions of dollars? God bless you that your family has millions of dollars. Whatever. It shouldn't always be about money. It should not always be about, oh, I'm a part of this class. We are all one family. We're the human family here. That's what we are. We're the human family. We give up on each other too quickly. We do. We don't encourage one another, brothers. Men, in general, we just don't. If one brother makes it out, that's great. That brother has to come back, reach back, and teach and guide and say, this is what you do. As a young man, as a boy, growing into your adolescence and then growing into fatherhood, and this is what you do in fatherhood, and this is how you lead. This is what we've got to do. We've got to change this narrative. These statistics are like out of control. It is an epidemic. And the children think it's cool and hip to go out to be bullies, to beat people up, to randomly shoot in houses. Like, really? How is that cool? How does that make you a man? It doesn't make you a man, dude. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. It's very, very hurtful that men have failed to be fathers, to step up, say the right things, call people out when you need to. Plenty of people call me out. 
plenty of people call me out and I don't think that I'm a bad person, but when I make mistakes, people call me out on it and it's okay. It's fine. I'll take it if I'm making a mistake. Now, you're not just going to call me out to call me out when I know I'm doing great things in the world. Like, no, I'm not going to let you just tell me some crap because you think you can. That's not going to happen. But if I happen to slip and somebody pulls my curtail, my my coattail, like, okay, cool. I got it. I slipped. I got to get back. I totally get it. Got to do that every once in a while. But don't come for me when I'm trying to bless other people. Don't do that. You come for the men who, who you see are doing things that are not going to help the nation grow, that are not going to help future generations. This generation will pass away. What legacy are we leaving for the next generation and the generation after that? At some point, it has to switch. At some point, it has to stop. The monotony has to stop. The insanity has to stop. It just does. We've got to get back to some type of goodness. We've got to. And men, we've got to take our rightful place. Be strong and be positive and be loving. Be vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with being vulnerable, dude. You're not less of a man because you're vulnerable. You're not less of a man because you tell your wife you love her. You're not less of a man because you tell your kids you love them. Makes you more of a man you can sacrifice and know that you are the foundation you are the foundation you are the foundation and yes it gets hard yes it gets heavy yes it does pressures come but just think of what happens when we walk away think of what happens when the pressure's too much talk about your pains gentlemen If you can't go and see someone, talk to your boys about it. Heck, find out my information and call me if you need to. Get my email address. I can put it out there if you desire that. We gotta help each other, man. We gotta help each other. We're losing our children in this world. We're losing our children. Innovators, creators, change makers are sitting in prisons for life. I'll give you an example of something and then I'm done. I worked with a gentleman on two shows on Broadway. And I believe he came from a good family. But he got involved with drugs for some reason. And depression came over him. And he wound up killing someone. He's going to do 20 years in prison. This is someone that I work with very closely. This is someone that for the most part I thought was a very, very gentle soul. But something happened and that crystal meth took over his brain. And the way he described it in the moment of that vicious thing that he did was that he he actually thought he saw the devil, you know? Fathers, we got to take our place, man. We got to keep our kids away from drugs and alcohol and and things that are going to harm them. We we have to. We got to check on our kids and make sure they're okay. It may take a little extra work, dude, but sometimes take that 10 minutes. Tell your boss, you know what, man? I got to take care of my kids for a minute. I'll be, I'll be there 10 minutes late. I got to make sure I get them off to school. Make sure they know that they're loved 
before I make it to work, okay? But I'll be there. I'll definitely be there. Oh, I got to leave 10 minutes early because I got to go and pick them up. And um, I got to be at that baseball game because it's important for them to see you there. It's important. I know this was a long podcast, but I needed to get the information out, good people. So if you have a husband, a father, a boy, someone that needs to be encouraged in some way, shape, or form, I hope that you would pass this on to them. All the statistics are there. Google them. Fathers are needed. Men are needed. We need to step up. Switch this thing around. Give them a different narrative. We are not barbarians. We are not people who can't control themselves sexually in other ways, disrespecting women. We're better than that. We are better than that. If this podcast today helped happen to uh, bless you in some way, shape, or form, I hope that you might choose to subscribe to this podcast. It is my true desire to try to bring you great content. Sometimes it may be a little tough love. (laughs) It's tough for me to talk about too because I'm a part of some of these things that I talk about definitely. But if it's something that you think will bless someone's life, please pass it on to them, gift it to them. And thank you again to my sponsors. I do appreciate it very much. Men, let's step up. Let's step up in fatherhood and manhood. If you see some boys somewhere doing things that are incorrect, step in. Tell them that's not the right thing to do. These young kids are dying at an epidemic level. They're being imprisoned at epidemic levels. Let's do something. I'll talk to you a little later.